Welcome to the sermons of Our Savior Lutheran Church in Fort Capel, Saskatchewan. We pray that this may be a blessing to you, and God's Word would dwell richly within your heart. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Today we celebrate the visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary to St. Elizabeth. This follows in the text quickly on the heels of the Annunciation of our Lord, when the angel Gabriel announced to Mary that she would conceive and bear a son. When she questions how this might be because she is a virgin, the angel replies, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Moreover, to strengthen her faith, he tells her of her relative. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Shortly after this, Mary prepares to leave from her home in Nazareth of Galilee to go to the hill country of Judea with haste, to the town where Elizabeth and Zacharias lived. She must share the news that she has received from the angel with her relative. She must also congratulate her relative on her own child and be there to help her with her needs as she enters the last months of her pregnancy. When she nears the house and sees Elizabeth and enters, she greets her. At this moment, the babe leaped in Elizabeth's womb and she was filled with the Holy Spirit. As Mary approached the house, so did the presence of the Lord God. For the Son of God, Emmanuel, God with us, was there in her womb. Even there he was Lord and God, even as an embryo. As the great Advent hymn, Savior of the Nations, comes, puts it, Here a maid was found with child, yet remained a virgin mild. In her womb this truth was shown, God was there upon his throne. And because Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit, she recognizes this and gives three benedictions. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. First, she says, blessed are you among women. Certainly, this is true. Mary says in her own inspired song, Behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. She is blessed among women, first and of all, because this is what so many Israelite women had hoped to be from the first promise of the Messiah. She is blessed because of her son, for he is the Messiah, and so she shall be the mother of the Messiah. Those great prophecies stretching back all the way to the fall of Adam and Eve, which speak of the Messiah's birth, are thus fulfilled. 
God said, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Mary is blessed because she is the one from whom that promised seed springs. Behold, Isaiah said, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and she shall call his name Emmanuel. She is blessed because she is that virgin who conceived and whose son is Emmanuel, God with us. She too is especially blessed because God has highly favored her, even when there was nothing in and of herself that would make it so. As our collect puts it correctly, Almighty God, you chose the Virgin Mary to be the mother of your son and made known through her your gracious regard for the poor and lowly and despised. She was not of high estate, but poor, humble, and lowly. Out of God's pure grace did he choose her to be the mother of his son, and so she is exalted by the great things that he has done for her. For the one she bears is not only just a blessed man who will bring about salvation through some great act of kicking the Romans out of Judea, but he is both God and man in one person. He is God in the flesh, so that Mary is rightly called the mother of God, because her son Jesus Christ is true man and true God from his conception. Thus she is blessed in that her son is her savior and the savior of all people. And blessed is the fruit of your womb, Elizabeth says next. Even more blessed indeed is Jesus Christ, the son of God, the fruit of Mary's womb. Even at this time, even as an embryo, while, even while undergoing all development that we all go through, he was blessed for he was true God and true man, growing and developing as any human does. Even there, growing in her womb, our Lord Jesus was God incarnate. He who created her and knit her in her own mother's womb chose to unite himself with his own creation to dwell there for nine months and grow as we do that he might save us. For all mankind fell in Adam's fall, all were conquered by sin and death and doomed to die because of that sin. For this reason, the Son of God became man, that as a man he might conquer sin and death for all men. St. Paul writes in Romans 5, Therefore, as through one man's offense judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Christ Jesus, blessed forever, is the true mediator between God and man, because he is the only one who is God and man in one person reconciling us to God and bringing God to us. He became man that he might take our sin upon himself and make atonement for it so that from in rising from the dead, all who believe might live eternally. Yes, the Son has taken on flesh and was made man that we might have fellowship and life with him. St. Irenaeus of Leon writes beautifully about this, saying, 
he passed through every stage of life, restoring to all kinds of men communion with God. That is, the Son of God became an embryo so that all who were embryos might be saved. He became a fetus so that all who were fetuses might be saved. He became an infant, a child, a teenager, an adult, so that all who likewise grow and are those might be saved. For in all stages of his life he lived perfectly, living as we ought to but cannot because of sin, so that by his active obedience, just as by his passion and death, we might be redeemed. And St. John the Baptist, the forerunner, recognizes this, even in the womb of his mother, Elizabeth. Even around six months old, John is fulfilling his ministry of going before the Lord to prepare his way. Even in the womb, he recognizes the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He hears Mary's voice and knows that within her is he who comes after him, who is yet greater than him. And so he leaps with joy that he might proclaim Jesus to his mother, even while still in her womb. And filled with the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth recognizes this for what it is. She knows that her yet unborn son is telling her that Mary, her relative, who is only a few weeks with child, is the mother of her Lord. Yes, not just the Messiah, who is the true King of Israel, but the Lord of earth and heaven. The Lord who saves, who rescues the poor and lowly and needy, who has done wondrous things, who is holy and whom there is none besides. Yes, Elizabeth knows this and proclaims this to us, that the one coming to her house in the womb of her relative is her and our Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Give thanks to him, bless his name. Yes, blessed be Jesus, the fruit of the virgin's womb. Finally, Elizabeth gives one last benediction before Mary utters her famous song, the Magnificat. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Blessed is she who believed. Elizabeth and Zacharias knew something about those that did not believe. For while Zacharias, six months or so earlier, was in the temple, offering incense as a, according to his priestly duties, the angel Gabriel came to him and told him that his wife would conceive in her old age and that they would have a son. However, unlike Mary, Zacharias did not believe. And so as a sign of the truth of the angel's words, Zacharias was made mute until his son's birth. They know and recognize the blessedness and eternal happiness that comes from believing the Lord's word, the blessedness that comes from trusting in his promises. Truly, Mary was blessed in this, that she humbly received the angel's word when he preached the good news to her. But not only is Mary blessed in this, but so too are all who believe. Blessed is she who believed, Elizabeth said. And yes, but so too, blessed are you who believe, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Blessed are you who believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, as St. Peter confessed. For this confession cannot come without the gift of faith, which is a gift of the Holy Spirit. 
For no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Yes, blessed are all who believe this and trust in Christ Jesus. Blessed are all who believe that this Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, that he took the sins of the world upon himself, and that he suffered and died in his crucifixion and made atonement for our sin, that he rose again from the dead on the third day, and having burst the bars of death, has conquered it, destroyed its power, and opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers, that he will come again to judge the living and the dead, and so reign forever on earth with all those redeemed who have been washed in his blood and are cleansed of sin. Yes, dear brothers and sisters, for when we poor sinful creatures, by the grace of God, believe in Jesus, that he has done all this for us, and so trust in him, our sins are forgiven for his sake. In that moment we are justified, that is declared righteous by God. So too, through faith, we are united to Christ. In his second epistle to the Corinthians, Paul calls the office of the ministry the ministry of reconciliation. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses against them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. The word of reconciliation, the gospel. This is the good news, that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet enemies of God, confined to the ash heap of death, and spiritually poor and destitute, the Son of God became man, lived among us, so he might reconcile us to God and save us by his life and death. When we who are poor, lowly, and despised by the work of the Holy Spirit believe this, we are lifted up so that we may sit with princes at table, even with the King of kings. Through faith in him, we who hunger and thirst for righteousness, which we cannot produce because of the frailty of our flesh, are filled with good things, even with the bread of life himself, who gives us his righteousness, that we might live forever with him. Truly, such are the gifts and promises of God to those who believe, that our sins are forgiven, and that there is promised for the faithful who trust in him the resurrection unto life, and the life incorruptible without end in the new creation. Blessed is Mary among women, and blessed is Jesus, the fruit of her womb. Blessed is she who believed, and blessed are all you who believe, and all who believe. And so believing, hear the word of God, and keep it treasured in your hearts. May God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, keep us steadfast in this faith until death, by the power of his Holy Spirit, through the merits and mediations of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you always. Amen. Amen.